are the school counselors from Anderson School District 3. I'm Tanya Barber from Star Elementary. Robin Richardson from Ava Elementary. And Andrea Lawless from Flat Rock Elementary. And on today's Coffee with the Counselor, um, we have kind of decided we are going to approach a topic that's probably not the funnest to talk about. Um, But before we get to our topic, let's talk about our coffee cups. I had to bring one from home because Miss McClellan has retired for a brief moment. So I can't shout out about my coffee cup. But this one says, together is the best place to be with this little Christmas tree. That is cute. So mine is a little kickback for a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. My nephew, who is now in high school, gave me this mug when I taught him in third grade. So thank you, Maddox Lee. Oh, sweet. sweet. I love it. I also have a throwback mug this morning. Mine is my husband's mug from uh, 1985. Yes, but I brought my vintage mug to go with my awesome (laughs) vintage Christmas sweater because I have a family of students that every year for Christmas gifts me with amazing Christmas attire of some sort. And I love them for it. So thank you, Solomon, Emma, Grace, Delaney, and Taylor for my awesome Christmas sweater. It's beautiful. That is so nice. Yes, yes. I'm a size large. Who are those kids you just said? They could bring me one too. Okay, I'll let them take sweaters as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are going to talk about grief today and grief um, dealing with children. And again, we are elementary school counselors, so... A lot of the information today is is around kids who are, you know, 4 to 10 or 11. But, of course, this would apply to any parent who needs assistance with their child who is grieving. And I think we decided um, to do this topic because, as a district, we have um, experienced grief here recently. And as a uh, school counselor at STAR, I have had um, parents this year pass away from COVID. I have had parents, grandparents die just here recently with some of my kiddos, and um, some of them are just struggling. And knowing what to say to them as a, a, a school employee, and then knowing what to say to your kid as a parent, because, you know, maybe you didn't experience loss as a child, Um So I think it's a hard topic to talk about. Um, And I think we've all been to um, conferences and workshops where we deal with grief. And one thing that has always stuck with me is um, making sure to have truthful conversation with your kids um, about the situation as much as you can on their level. Um, Of course, there are times when some of those tragedies are very unexpected and maybe even possibly gruesome and so of course you know you don't want to give all the details um but being truthful um not telling the kiddo a story or a lie because you're afraid of what to tell them or how they will react um I think that's hard as a parent because you want to protect your kid um but I also think being as honest as possible as whatever age they're at that they can understand developmentally I think honesty has got to be there without a shadow of a doubt. I Um, agree with that. I think sometimes as parents, because we want to protect our kids and we want to be gentle with them, we use terminology that is meant to comfort others or to 
ease the the truthfulness of death, but kids don't always <laughs> understand things like passed away or if you say someone has gone to heaven, they don't realize that that's not somewhere they can go today or tomorrow too. And so it's important to, you know, just say that somebody is dead or has died and give the little bit of information you can about the reason for that, you know, the factual information so that they can understand the finality. But I also think too with that, what you were saying, like we, we try to be protective of our language that we use and I think that's okay. And I also think it's okay to, um, although while being truthful with, with your kiddos, it's okay if they ask questions like, well, we're, you're not ready to know that yet or you're right you know absolutely you know definitely age-appropriate conversations um being truthful is important and just having that space to communicate and share like what they are thinking and what they what they are feeling just and I'm going to tack on to something with that real quick so that I don't forget that thought before we move on um I think too as things happen in our community and um, within our school buildings. I think parents need to remember that what's told to that child is their decision. And even though you may, as a separate entity, know details about the situation, that that should be kept amongst adults. We've had some situations in the past that, you know, were unexpected and, very um very tragic and kids at the elementary level are talking about the details when the own the the child doesn't even know those details so I think that making sure any parent that is experiencing friends Mm -hmm. that have died um not talking about some of those details in front of their kids you know being the same way you know just saying hey such and such has died. It was it was a tragedy, and I'm not going to tell you the details because right now you don't need to know. Yeah. You just need to be there for your friend. Yeah, we've just had some instances in the past where I've had to go and talk to kids about, hey, we don't need to talk about this right now. Other kids don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because each parent shares with their right. kid differently, and so some of those things are just inappropriate to talk about at school. Um, as far as lots of details. And adding on that too, like I know different um, situations cause different people to react in, in different ways. And although it, it probably will affect your child too, like if your friend's family member passes away, because I mean you may have like spent the night over there or yes. something like that. But unless it is like directly related to you and your family, I feel like as an adult or as a parent that, you know, is in that situation, you need to take your cues from the family that the situation is is happening. Absolutely. And I think that was kind of where I was trying to go with that because it's just hard, you know, when they come to school and they want to talk about what they overheard their parents saying about such and such as mom or dad. They do. They hear it all and then they come and tell it all. Yeah. Um, And not in a mean and malicious way or anything like that, but just, Mm -hmm. you know, out of concern, but you definitely don't want the details coming from a six-year-old yeah, and them telling their friend, oh, I heard this happened. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah, that is. Um, because that, that kid is already heartbroken. Yeah. 
That's so, right. So you are dealing with grief. Some mm-hmm. Someone in your family or close to you has passed away. What are some things that we can talk about that um, parents could kind of do at home to help their kids navigate through these waters? I think one of the, one of the important things is letting your child know you're sad too. Mm-hmm. A lot of us put on that armor and we want to be strong for our kids. But in reality, they need to know we're upset too and that we're sad too and that we miss them and um, and that life is going to be hard for a while. And it may be hard for a long time, depending on the situation. But I think letting your child know that you're sad um, and that you miss that person who's died and reassuring him or her that, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about it. It might be hard on us, the adult, to talk about it, but I think we still have to. Our kids need to still be reminded of those good memories that they need to hold on and cherish to. Um, I think they still need to be um, allowed to remember daily mm-hmm. that person. Yeah. Um, I think kids can be scared of that emotion of being sad and it can be frightening um, for your kid to see you crying. But I think the more you talk about it with your child, the better it will be for both of you. I think it's therapeutic for us to be able to talk about it. Yes, I agree. And to be able to remember as hard as it may be. Um, You know, I've, I've been lucky that I haven't experienced loss in a while. Um, you know, other than friendships and, you know, people that were near and dear to me and my heart, um, that I, co-workers and things. Um, but as far as family, it's, you know, it's been a while. And so being able to just remember, even, even though it's hard, being able to remember those good times and the things that you used to do with that grandparent or that parent or that aunt or uncle, um, you know, so I think letting the kids see your sadness as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I would say, take your cues from your students because everybody processes grief in different ways Mm -hmm. and sometimes how much they want to talk about it or how they feel about it is dependent upon the situation how close they were to the person if the death was sudden or if it had been a long-term illness so children are going to process grief differently and they may want to talk about it a lot or they may want to talk about it for a couple minutes and then move on to something else because it is uncomfortable or because they're children and, you know, yeah. they move mm-hmm. on to different things very quickly. So I would make the most of opportunities when they ask questions and if they choose to go play or if they choose to move on to another topic that's okay too. Yeah. And and let them do that in their own time. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hardest emotions that, that I've dealt with as a counselor with someone who has, you know, grieving someone who's been, they've lost, is like the anger part of mm-hmm. it. And Mary Lewis, who was with us last time, when she was here with me, she, you know, is all of our mentors, you know, so I would right. always go to her. And I thought it was neat when she shared with me because, um, like a lot of times kiddos when someone passes away and they're super super young they don't know how to process it at that age and then a couple years later when they do get a little older 
then all of a sudden these behaviors are coming out of nowhere and they're like, we don't know what's going on. And she's like, well, when kids go through traumatic experiences at a young age, sometimes they don't process it until much later. Mm -hmm. And when you see these behaviors, that could be like part of their grief showing through. And this whole time as parents, this little kid's parents thought, well, he did did great with it. He did, you know, like... He didn't miss a beat. He didn't Mm -hmm. skip a beat. And then a couple years later, it's like, wow, what's going on? And she's like, well, I think this might be the trauma from the grief that he is now ready to process coming through. Mm -hmm. And one of those behaviors was anger. And so... um, one of the things, and one of the things you had shared with me too, and then it just kind of goes back to what she said, was that it's okay to show that anger, but how do you channel that anger mm-hmm. into into the right, you know, space? Mm-hmm. So, like, let them know that it's okay to be angry and mad, because a lot of us are always sad or, right. you, you know, crying mm-hmm. or that, but you can be angry too, but it's what you do with that anger that we really have to to, to direct them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was I, one of the um, suggestions was tearing up an old magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, just letting them get that frustration out, and then you know, giving them outlets. You know, writing notes on helium balloons yes. and letting those go. And, and we tell kids all the time what not to do when they're angry, but we right. never tell them mm-hmm. things that they can do mm-hmm. when they're angry. So mm-hmm. coming up with that list of options and like you said like if they don't want to talk about it they want to go run and play and go outside right that's a great coping skill too Mm -hmm. but then what do you do when they're like frustrated and angry and wanting Mm -hmm. to throw chairs or you know we can't do that okay but what can I do you tell me it's okay to be angry but you tell me I can't do this when I'm angry so like like having things like that that's okay to do when you're angry right. instead of just saying what's not okay to do. And knowing that limit, knowing those structures, I think is important too. And and that's where that conversation comes in and that communication with you and your child. Okay, so I know we're upset. I know we're angry. What are some things we could do instead of this? Yes. Right. So here's a magazine, tear it up. Here's a journal. Let's write or draw. What's going to help you? calm down because it is okay um and sometimes it's hard for us to say it's okay to be angry (laughs) and mad I know when I've told students at my school I'm like you know what it's okay if you get angry and they're like it is yeah right we get angry all the time time. we get mad all the time you know my dog poops on my tree skirt I get mad (laughs) (laughs) you know but I have to figure out a way to remedy that right so you know it's just little things talking with your child about what could we do differently? How could we not tear this up? But if you feel like you need to tear something, tear this instead because this is just old and it doesn't matter. Right. So my daughter and I, we discovered a good way to get your anger out or your oh. frustration. And she is not athletic. So she's not going to play soccer, play basketball, things like that. But we have a trampoline and our trampoline has the net around it, the safety net. And so a lot of times if they have extra energy, I say just go jump on the trampoline. But their new fun way to play is to put balls in the trampoline. So I said, hey, you're upset, you're angry. I want you to get on the trampoline and just kick the fire out of those balls. This was like a soccer ball Mm -hmm. and a softball. And because the net is around the trampoline, you know, it doesn't fly across the yard. It bounces back and she had the best time and it was so helpful for her to be on the trampoline 
kicking those balls as hard as she could. And she was by herself, and, you know, we didn't have to chase them across the yard, and she just did it until she felt better. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, let's, let's keep that in the back yeah. of our mind because this is a great strategy. That is neat. That is awesome. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think another good thing, too, is definitely with that open line of communication with your child about grief, it's also important we spend a lot of time with these kids at school, probably just as much, if not more Absolutely. time mm-hmm. than they're at home during the school year. But I think it's also too important to discuss what's going on with your child's teacher. Absolutely. Just just so that they can kind of be in the know. And us too. I mean, you know, we're, we're always that safe space that they can come and calm down mm-hmm. or come. I mean, we're not going to rip a magazine in the middle of class, but hey, I need to go see Miss Barber or Miss Lilas or Miss Richardson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can have those coping mechanisms here too. But just that open line of communication with the teacher. And you don't have to be specific. You don't have to give mm-hmm. details. It's none of our business as teachers or, you know, any of that to know the, you know, all the nitty-gritty or whatever, but just, hey, we're having a hard time. This happened. You know, these are the things we're seeing at home. In case you're seeing them at school, this 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 might be why. Right. I think that's very important to have that communication with your child's teacher. And, and I know we're kind of focusing on people loss right now. But oh, let's pet. talk about oh, this pets. Yes. Because our kids... Um, they love them some pets. And uh-huh. like, I would be destroyed if little Ziggy, even though he makes me mad when he messes up my tree skirt, <laughs> yes. um, I would be devastated. Mm-hmm. And I've been through that situation before. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where I have had parents or grandparents just leave me a voicemail and say, hey, um, we lost our pet yesterday. Um, if you'll just keep an eye out and you'll yes. let the teacher know. Yes. That's all you need to do. Right. because. Some kids, it's going to bother, and some kids, they won't think about it except when they're at home. Yeah. And so, you know, I think even when it's a pet, don't think, oh, it's just their pet. they do not not going to worry about it because they will. They will. So I think that's just as important, too, um, in letting the school know. Um, another thing, too, is I know we are very quick when kids come to us um, as a parent or as a counselor. You know, we want to share experiences with them um, so that we – show that we understand right. and we we're empathetic because maybe we've experienced it and we know what they're going through but they say that we really shouldn't do that that yeah. we should really just listen and try to understand what they're going through without saying oh well let me turn the tables and take that away from you because I experienced this um so and that's hard that is because you hard. do want them to understand that I do know what you're going through. Yeah. Um, and I've done that myself, even with kids Me at too. school. I'm guilty, yeah. Um, and so I think that's something as we were doing some research that I read about, and I was like, ah, that makes sense. I'm, yeah, I'm bad at that. But yeah. I'm bad about that yes. because I do want the kid to understand. To un- that you're empathetic. That I'm I'll empathetic. Say. So I, I found a, like. um, I don't know, a blog I was following or something they were talking about. And this can go for anything Mm -hmm. as a parent or a counselor. But um, I'm guilty of what you're saying. And so this kind of goes with that. But um, they said, like, when a kid comes in and they have a situation, like, whatever the situation is, just ask them, like, hey, are you wanting to vent? Or are you wanting solutions? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to help that you work through it? Idea. Or do you just want to talk through it yourself? And so 
especially when you have those kiddos that you come in and you don't have that conversation first Mm -hmm. and you'll say, well, what if you tried, Oh no, I've tried that. That's not going to work. And you go through like all your bag of tricks. And (laughs) so then you realize at the end, Hey, this kid doesn't want a solution and that's okay too. Like they just really needed somebody to vent with. So I think in this situation too, like those limited times that they come into you with grief, like, Hey, is this something you want me to help you work through? Or is this a time you want me to just be here and listen Mm -hmm. and I've started really trying to do that more um especially with my older kids you know because I know that we have tried to work through some of those things already (laughs) and so I'm like do you want me to listen you want me to do something yeah you know what you want what you want me to do because I can I can do any of that I can just listen or I can try to help find a solution yeah and even if they say listen then at the end, I always, like, I, I try to just listen and not interject my part. But at the end, I like to always ask, too, like, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to help you? Right. And a lot of times it's like, well, just sharing this helped. Or oh, yeah. sometimes they'll be like, well, can we take a walk around the school for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so just asking them, what do you need? You don't always have to have the answer. As I'm guilt, way guilty of that as a parent. Like, oh, yeah. you don't, it doesn't always have to be your answer. You can mm-hmm. ask them for, like, the solution also. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Kids are really great problem solvers. On their if own. we let and them. sometimes. If we let them be, If yeah. we just let them talk and then maybe even summarize it back to them at the end for for our clarification, then that helps them put the pieces together and mm-hmm. and they're good and they feel better. And how many times do we need to do that anyway? We go to our friends just to vent for a few minutes. Yes. And then we feel better. And then so. sometimes just venting, the solution just comes right to mind right then and there. Yes. And so, you know, we do. We need to let our kids do that. They need to have a voice, whether it's just dealing with everyday things at school mm-hmm. or whether it's dealing with something that's real heavy. Um they need to have a way to talk about it, a way to write about it, a way to just let somebody listen to what they are experiencing and how they feel and and know that how they feel is important. Yes. And it matters. And it's if it is their pet and it maybe it wasn't a big deal to you, but to them it is. Okay, and knowing yeah. that it is a big deal to them, we need to make it feel like a big deal to them. Yeah. And the handout that we're going to be sending home to, it has a lot of different suggestions as far as activities, some things that we do with our kiddos Mm -hmm. that are going through through um the grieving process that yes. we've kind of found work some great books oh, yeah. read alouds that that we use and, and seem to work a lot too mm-hmm. for kids but then you were talking you two were talking earlier before we started about even more intense do you want to yes um so just in case you're not from where we are we're in anderson south carolina and we utilize hospice of the upstate a lot um They have a great program, um, not just for kids, Mm -hmm. anybody that's dealing with grief. And when I first learned about hospice, when I became a school counselor, I thought that the person had to be at hospice in order to get that service. And you absolutely do not. So they have lots of different support groups, not only for children, but for adults. But their, their children's grief groups are amazing and um, they have groups for um, children who are in the process. Yes. So maybe their parent is dealing with cancer and it's terminal and they know that the end is in sight. Um, so they have groups for that. But then they also have groups for for kids who have 
bereavement that are, have mm-hmm. already lost a loved one, and they don't have to go through hospice to get that service. They also have what's called as Camp Sunburst, yes. and it's um, usually in the spring, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an overnight camp for kiddos that are first to sixth grade. Um, it's led by certified counselors. Um, they go to the Clemson Outdoor Lab. Super neat. They do lots of hands-on activities. Um, and through art and play and music and peer support, they give those kids tips and tricks to help when they are struggling with loss. And I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful resource that we have here locally. Um, but also, even more locally, we have access to a licensed school-based counselor who we can refer kids to if what we talk to them about or what you talk to them about is not working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it was a super, super close grandpa, a special papa, um, or maybe it was a parent, and um, they're just really having a hard time. And what we've worked with through with just is not enough. We have access to somebody that can see them, um, you know, weekly. So that's something, too, to keep in mind, to contact your school, you know, if things aren't going well. Um, to see how else can we help? You know, is there somebody that we can talk to? Is there somebody that she can talk to while she's at school? Um, so I think those those things are important, and I think they're very good resources for us to have, mm-hmm. too. I think another thing, too, like I'm from here. This is where I went to school. You, too. too. <laughs> uh, and I choose to come back here as a, you know, as a counselor and a teacher, I drive a long way each day, one way, but it's worth it. it and, and we choose to be here because of this close knit family. Like I'll get checked up talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, we proved, I mean, that was shown last week at right. Coach Richardson's funeral, mm-hmm. but like, we want to help you. And I know a lot of times it's hard for our parents to reach out during these times and ask for help or even know where to go. Like they don't even know who to ask for help. But if you do have, have a kid that's that's at our school or was previously at our school Mm -hmm. um reach out to us because I mean we may not have the direct answer but we want to try to help you get the answer um and just being with each other you know and people that that do care is such an integral part and such a big part of what makes our district I think the best and absolutely agreed I'm not gonna add on to that because I am an emotional roller coaster <laughs> all the time anyway. And so I'm not going to add to that because I probably will get emotional. Yeah. Um, and we, we were actually very fortunate to um, spend the day with the high schoolers, um, what, Monday yeah. after coming back from break. And um, I laughed and told Mr. Powell, not that it was a laughing matter, but um, they had asked us to go over and just kind of be there for support for the kiddos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when I got there and I came into the room, the classroom that you guys were in and the kids were so upset, like immediately, like I will cry at anything mm-hmm. anyway. And I love David, but I had, I said, I got to go. I got to get my coffee. I left it in the car. Mm-hmm. So I text Mr. Powell and I said, they have sent the most emotionally unstable counselor <laughs> over here oh, no, to, they help, sent me too. <laughs> to help Between the two of these us, we were kids. <laughs> and then I realized, you know what, instead of trying to be stoic and strong for these kids, that it really probably would be best if they knew that, you know, it affects us too. Like we're oh, not yes. just someone there 
and our position, right. we're there because we loved him too. But mm-hmm. um, and then I think Beth and Wendy, the counselors at the high school, some of them reached out to us just to kind of thank us. And I don't think what people realize is that being there with them really helped me. And I think you guys too, we discussed mm-hmm. it through the grieving process of our own too. So that's why mm-hmm. that first point about being so open with each other is when you're just as open with your kiddos as they want to be with you, then you actually end up help e- helping each other heal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that was I kind of sort of um was very nervous because I didn't mm-hmm. know um what I was going to be needed for but it was more of a blessing to me than I feel like I might have been a blessing to them right, yeah. and I can go back to a long time ago you weren't a counselor then but when Dan McCullough was here that's that right was, that was my go-to and we had to go to Star Iva that, that next Monday because his his son and my son were together. And I remember Mary Lewis saying, I said, what do I say to these kids? And I said, well, first, she was like, first of all, when Dan's son comes back to school, they need to not ignore him. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask lots of questions, but just say, hey, I'm here whenever you want to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm here. And, you know, our district has been through some loss and our district has risen to the occasion every time. And I think what Robin's saying is that if, if you're not comfortable reaching out, just shoot us an email, Mm -hmm. say, Hey, we need some help right now. But we're also going to remember if, as long as we know there's a situation, we're going to remember to check in too. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think it's important that these kids feel supported no matter what experience they're sharing, whether it's, Yesterday, a kid went up 20 points on their map test or whether two weeks ago they lost their grandmother and they needed me to just sit and listen to them cry, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and grief is just one of those hard topics, but we're here for the kids. Um, there's lots of resources online when we send home our handouts. And if you're not, um, a parent in our district and you want some of this information, please reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to send you, um, some of the websites we pull from some of the Mm -hmm. books that we recommend. Um, but I think it's important that we have open communication all the time with our students about what they're experiencing. And it is a blessing to us as well. Yes. Um, because we learn from it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're adults and we're not done. We're yeah. not done learning. That's right. So, all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for listening. This was Coffee with the Counselors. Yay. Thank you for listening to our Coffee with the Counselors podcast, produced by Anderson School District Three. To contact your counselor or for suggestions on future topics, visit acsd3.org to contact our counselors directly.